0: Always, 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 always have emergency numbers up, clearly visible, typically by a phone or, you know, ready right as you walk in, in case in case something happens. That gives people an immediate connection. That hey, I can get a hold of somebody, you know, to fix something if it's if it's urgent or you know if I get hurt, something like that. You know, happy customers obviously safer, longer bed.
1: Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast, brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. This edition of the Planet Laundry Podcast has been made possible by sponsorship from Speed Queen, the proven performer in laundry. Laundromat owners, are you tired of utility bills draining your revenue? Put an end to high costs with equipment that conserves water and uses less energy. Speed Queen washer extractors can save over $1,000 per year per machine. Picture the savings. To change your utilities routine, visit Speed Queen at go.speedqueencommercial.com/slash change. This is the Planet Laundry Podcast. I'm your host and the editor of Planet Laundry Magazine, Bob Neiman. Today I'm with Matt Gabris. For nearly 30 years, Matt has served as a chief safety and environmental executive for four major food and beverage companies. He also currently serves as the industry safety chair uh, for the American Bakers Association. In addition, he and his wife, Jennifer, are the longtime owners of The Wash Basket, which is a laundromat based in Central Lake, Michigan. Just recently, uh, Matt became a a commercial laundry equipment distributor. Uh, Hey, Matt, thanks for being here today. You're certainly a busy guy.
0: Yeah, great to to be here. Great to to talk to our folks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, with your professional background, you have got to have the safest launder mat in America, right?
0: Well, knock on, knock on wood. We haven't, uh, we have not had an employee or customer injury as a, in the ten years that we've owned it. So it's, uh, you know, prevention is worth the pound. Of uh, that's the cliche. I mean, prevention is worth worth uh, weight. It's weight in gold. So that's what this is all about.
1: Right, right. Obviously, that was a little hyperbole there, but um, you know, you certain seriously, you certainly got to be as well versus anyone in this industry as to the rules and regulations of OSHA, the Department of Labor, you know, and so on, as they pertain to business operations. Given that, in in what ways do those government bodies impact laundromat owners and their operations? I mean, perhaps even in ways that some owners may not be completely aware of.
0: Yeah, great question. So just, um, you know, some good news, bad news, uh, mostly good news. Good news is, I mean, OSHA is I'm sure we all have different opinions on, on governmental agencies, but OSHA was, was formulated, um, put together in 1972 to protect the worker, the U.S. worker. And that worker can be anywhere from a farm worker to a manufacturing worker to a, graphic designer to a, uh, you know, a coin laundry, exactly, you know, all of us, all of us that hold, that hold a job that work for somebody, even even if we work for ourselves, ironically, most of OSHA's focus is on companies that employ 10 people or more. Now I say that with, the, with a strong caveat that if a company, a small company, you know, has fewer than, but has uh, has a serious injury or an employee has a complaint, they can, you know, they can trigger, you know, OSHA's OSHA's rules and regulations, inspection and the whole gamut of things very quickly and very efficiently. There's a there's an eight hundred number easily locatable on the web. You know, just type in OSHA one eight hundred number that employees can call. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we'll talk a little bit about that in the in the podcast on how you can be proactive and actually use that as a Positive for your business, not only for employees but also for customers. So we'll get into that. So I think that's yeah. So they're so they're they're applicable as, well, as I guess is what I'm saying. And um, right, right. We have right. you know some basic things we'll go over
1: today that you can easily comply. Clearly, uh, record keeping is important. But what are the key record keeping, I guess, requirements for a typical laundromat business?
0: Yeah, there's there's really there's really two. I'm kind of a I, I like to think I'm a, a student of common sense. I mean, I could go I could go on for minutes and tens of minutes on you know regulations and what you what you should do. And there's all these things that could be caught on. There's really basically two. One is you need to have an OSHA poster. They're free. Um, it's a PDF on the OSHA website, Department of Labor, Occupational Safety and Health Administration. You have to post that. And what it does is if you employ um, people, the OSHA poster has to be clearly visible in an area where those employees work, you know, a break room, you know, the front office where you get wash dry folds, you know, where your employees wash out the, you know, the mop buckets, if that's a common area, just somewhere easily, easily visible that they go. It basically says what their rights are and that they have the right to call OSHA if there are employee workplace infractions. So that poster has to be clearly visible. The other one is OSHA record keeping, or what they call it, what we call the OSHA three hundred logs. And there's a kind of a series or a tier of them. There's 300, 300 days that uh, you have to record any injury that reaches past medical that reaches medical care past a certain level. But again, the ten employee rule is definitely you know a trigger for that. But it's a good idea. It doesn't cost anything to print out the. The OSHA logs, they're fairly self explanatory. You know, how many hours did you work during the year? And, uh, you can just, you can estimate, you know, it's, you know, my, my one attendant, you know, in my case, my one attendant works about 25 hours on average per, per week, uh, during our off season. We're kind of a recreational area, uh, you know, for, you know, uh, 50, 50 weeks a year, you know, put those hours up there and then number of injuries you've had. You know, and then zero times however many hours is still zero. Um, if you've had one injury, you have to put, you know, one injury. And then you have to sign it as an owner and keep it. You don't have to send it in. You just have to keep it. So if you're inspected, you have to have records of those. And generally, if, if OSHA is is really going to inspect you, they're going to ask for the, at least the last three years of those OSHA logs. So if you have a, a workplace that has injuries, and again, these are not customer Injuries, You know, God forbid that that falls into a completely different category called compensability. But if you have employee injuries and and those injuries can be anywhere from a serious back strain. You know, if you have wash, dry, fold business or commercial laundry or laundromat where there's a repetitive motion and the employee goes to a clinic or a doctor and says, man, my back hurts and they put them on restriction or if they give them prescription meds. Or if they assign physical therapy, any of those things trigger what's called recorded laundry. It has to go on the log. So you know, there's the, so OSHA record keeping and the poster. Those are the two main ones for you know OSHA record keeping.
1: Well, that seems fairly straightforward. Uh, are those requirements typically followed, or do you see a lot of uh, businesses overlooking?
0: Now, so, so being not being new to the laundromat business, but uh, obviously being associated with Coin Laundry Association for you know, ten years plus, and then recently getting in the commercial laundry equipment sales. You know, I get to go set foot and um, you know, rubber meets the road kind of thing into a lot of laundromats. Uh, most laundromat owners don't either. Don't know. I would. I would hate to say don't care. I don't think that's the case, but they probably just don't know, and they don't do this. Looking up on the OSHA website, good thing laundromats are not high hazard industries, which means uh, you know, generally a recordable rate of five percent or or more of the workforce is injured every year that typically constitutes a high hazard injury, in, injury rate don't upfall on that you know, you know especially if you keep them safe with some things we're going to go over you should you know, should consistently be at zero but yeah they, they're not followed i do see some of the osha posters up you know those are good but i when i ask them about osha logs i kind of get the, the deer in the headlights look so Hopefully, uh, you and your, your other uh, laundry counterparts will uh, view this podcast and understand what that is. And Absolutely. Just, uh, at the end of the podcast, I will, I will give some contact information. So if you have additional questions, you can email me. And, oh, that would be great. Uh, if you want some more, right. we, can, we can go on from there.
1: What are some of the most cited OSHA violations that you see, I guess, with regard to uh, a laundry business or a laundry type uh, operation? What are the most common? Yeah.
0: So actually, you know, actually, I, uh, you know, it's one of those common sense ain't so common things. So I would, I would have picked some just because of what I've seen in laundromats. But I actually looked it up. You know, I'm just as smart as the Internet, right? But actually a few things here. So there's actually four. One of them is doors on big machines. So large, large washers, typically washers, not dryers. And these are typically for more commercial operations. But those doors have to have a means of staying open. So somebody can't, you know, go inside is as common sense as it is. You know, actually in my laundromat, I've had five foot, 10, 16 year old try to fit himself into a into a large truck. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, To, you know, to keep those doors open while they're while they're being loaded. You know, if you get into the uh, 60, certainly the 80, certainly the 100 pounds, you know, washers, certainly you can fit people in there if you try. And uh, you know, if you have a you have a medical event and you fall into, I guess there's you know, there's some hazard there. Now those, you know, those like dryers obviously they have gas going to them, so there's a, a hazard, but those has to be have to be open. And I guess kind of on that on that same side, also, especially your dryers, I have seen quite a few. I've had some that the, the door switch fails. And if you open it up, it still it still rotates. That's a no no from an OSHA standpoint, that's a moving You know that's a moving hazard so you know fix those those once the door opens on all your washers whether they're vintage 1974 or whether they're you know brand new ones they all should stop that's one thing that osha looks at is things like rotating shafts and moving equipment if if somebody can be hurt you know on that i guess uh, other thing is guarding so anywhere in your laundromat including behind your dryer banks all moving parts like uh, gear wheels and things like that. Those should all be guarded. Now I've seen a lot of laundromats that why even put them there? You know, it's just easier access. Take that dang steel guard off and then I can get and change the belt real easy. Um, You know, common sense ain't so common. I'll use that a lot. Your employees are back there. They're assigned to, you know, clean out the lint every so often and, they get a phone call and they, you know, reach over their sleeve. They got loose sleeve. They can get caught up in that and they can get they can get injured. So, those kind of rotating shafts and rotating wheels do need to have a guard with them. And certainly, all of the all of the major manufacturers, uh, certainly in the U.S., will will ship that guard with with the equipment. They're well aware of the OSHA Department of Labor regulations that, that those. And if you have some old equipment, it's pretty easily, um, fabable You know, it's just sheet metal. It doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be pretty. Just needs to be functional. The other thing, uh, the other two violations uh, I looked up, steam pipes. Actually, steam pipes need to be, if they're seven feet or above from the floor, they're fine. But if they're not, they need to be insulated or covered so somebody can't bump against them and get burned. And, and then my favorite, which is actually from from a manufacturing industry standpoint, the most cited OSHA violation is called HASCOM, and it's awareness and training about chemicals. So if you use strong detergents or bleach or or really any chemical that has a hazard to it, and all chemicals have a hazard, whether you believe it or not, you have to have a safety data sheet, and you have to... Your employees on what to do if they get uh, exposed to it. When I say exposed, that means uh, they get it splashed in their eyes, they get it on their skin. Generally, if you have a large number of chemicals, call it three or four or five gallon buckets or more in an area where it's being poured into smaller containers or being fed by pumps or things like that, you want to have a safety shower or a, an eye wash there. So, you know, the rule of thumb on that is if somebody gets splashed. There should be a means to wash it off within 10 seconds unobstructed. So you can't have a safety shower around two corners and, you know, a a vending machine is in the way. That's not, that's a no, no. It has to be clear line of path, 10 seconds. And it has to be, has to be active, uh, like more or less a push button paddle to, you know, activate the eye wash. You know, you can buy the. Plastic ones with a saline solution in it for about uh, 100 bucks. You can hard pipe one for about 600 bucks. I know, I'm, gonna get, you know, probably say, oh, I can't do that. I've got a union environment, like that, but it's well worth it. One one potential interview will will triple, quadruple, pay for itself, in, uh and in something like that. So, it, and it also shows one thing I'll talk about is uh, that you care it's about employees, whether you do or not, and I hope you do. The more you show you care to your employees and your customers, uh, the more you will have a safer
1: laundromat. Great, great information. Hey, hey, Matt. Too too often we hear about uh, dryer fires and spontaneous combustion and things like that. And what are what are some best practices that that you found regarding fire safety and fire prevention? Again, specifically in the in the laundromat setting.
0: Yeah. So not to digress, but in my career, I in the food industry. I got to tour uh, the imperial sugar plant in Savannah, Georgia. And in 2008, they had, they had a combustible dust fire and explosion that killed 14 people. Huge catastrophic. Again, not a laundromat. Okay. So I'm going to land this plane and bring it back to how it applies to a laundromat. Their main defense on, uh, you know, afterwards was housekeeping. They said, you know, what caused the dryer fire was we had, we didn't have very good housekeeping. We had, you know, you wouldn't think of sugar as a, as an explosive, but it really is. I mean, it's really a carbon-based energy source. If you think of it from humans, it's calories. Well, those calories can be burnt. Those can be digested. Those could be, anyway, it's combustible and it caused a big explosion. So same thing with lint. You know, lint and dryers, it's, it's certainly not digestible, or right? I don't think it is, but it is combustible. And uh, if you've ever, you know, touched a spark or a match to it, it goes up pretty quick. That is one thing in my laundromat. And when I have, when I get into these conversations with laundromat owners, I am absolutely, you know, kind of martial law with this. I have a written maintenance and cleaning schedule for my laundromat, part of which I'm responsible for, part of which my attendant is for. But every every third day, I make sure my lid filters are cleaned, whether they need it or not. You know we have a we have a slow season and a busy season doesn't matter every three days uh, and the, and the importance of that is to establish a cadence you know and a cadence is just a regular schedule that you know my you know in marketing terms you need to hear something six times to to really absorb it my wife says it's probably nine or ten times for me but um, you know cadence <laughs> and you say lint filter cleaning is absolutely essential it is. And, uh, that will 90 95 times out of a hundred, probably save you from a fire. The other, you know, a couple other things too, and I'll mention this again and again, in the safety business, we say culture eats strategy for breakfast. Okay. So you go, what the hell is Matt talking about? Right. Well, culture is really creating a, you know, kind of a, you know, kind of a genre or an aura in your laundromat where it's someplace that people want to come, you know, doing laundry, for some, is not the most exciting thing or most uh, you know most coolest thing to do. But the more you can make a good experience, the more you know it's it's one of those it's the cliche. You know you don't know you don't always remember what people said, but you remember how they made how they made you feel. So if you walk into a laundromat, it's well lighted, it's clean, and people are friendly, including the owners. You're going to remember that, and you know what you'll probably go to that one time and time again, if you go to one that's not and you go to one that is, you'll go to the one that is, that is. even if it's a quarter more, or 50 cents more, or you know, kind of goes up and up and up. I've had that comments a lot with my laundromat. That's one thing I focus on a lot. You know, I will, I will go out of my way when I'm in there doing a repair or doing my regular checklist. If there's some people in there, they say hey, it's free pop day. You get a pop or I'm going to put an extra quarter in the one in the dryer for you. Or, just chat with them for a few minutes. See how they're doing. You know that kind of thing. That stuff seems very mundane, but immensely important. You know, I've heard the flip side of owners going in there and going, "Ha ha! I just raised the prices on people. They don't even notice." Where boy, I got that. I got that customer. You know, they were saying they lost some money in the dryer, and you know, I, I told them, "Well, oh, that's not the way to run a laundromat." But, you know, you'll you'll know your problem children, if you will, uh, the ones that are complaining. But most of them are going to be, are going to be cooperative. Most of them are going to be appreciative that you're you're reaching out to them. And when it comes to fire safety, I know I took took that route a little ways. But customers will also tell you something. Hey, something's smoking. I had a customer put in a hard case suitcase in one of my washers one time, top load washer. And the thing just smoked to all beat, you know, to beat all hell. I mean, these washers are built like Sherman tanks. Of course, they just keep running, but burned uh, the belt up, caused uh, caused a bunch of smoke. Customer called the department. They came down. I mean, I wasn't anywhere to be seen. Called them. They got their Problem resolved. You know. And with that, I would say, also, if you don't, I know this is landline thing, but have a phone on the wall. You know, I, I pay $19.99 a month for it, and it's, you know, kind of unlimited. It used to be, oh my God, somebody's going to call long distance. That's not the case anymore. Have a phone on the wall, have your emergency numbers there. So there's always a means of communication to the fire department, to your attendant, you know, God forbid to, to the owner, if something really goes wrong, that phone has saved me thousands and so- thousands of dollars in damages. I've had, you know, my, my bulkhead trough overflow before and water gets all over the laundromat and if I would have let it sit for couple hours. I may have had a slip and fall. I may have had a, you know, it ran into an electrical box or something like that. I get a call within five minutes, Hey, a customer picks up the phone. Hey Matt, you know, it's going bad down here. And of course that's usually on Christmas Eve or when I'm trying to take my wife out for dinner or, <laughs> or you know, not to be cynical, but um, you know, having that, that there. So circling back around, you know, regular cleaning um, is good. It's the communication method also you know good signage always have fire extinguishers up have the have the red fire extinguisher with the arrow that here they are brutally honest you know it's kind of the red pictograms arrows speak all languages you know if you have multiple languages spoken in your laundromat that kind of thing so those are a few few of the tips i think
1: yeah that, that no that's great advice matt and i guess kind of along the same lines you know maybe take me through a typical laundromat what are the main areas That owners should be concerned with what should they be looking at what should they be looking for as they attempt to safeguard their businesses completely not just fire
0: yeah good question good good solid question actually so two things i i when i inspect food plants which i still do or a laundromat two things i look at immediately is housekeeping and lighting absolutely essential if the place is trash there's you know trash trash cans overflowing water on the floor or somebody spilled a pop and it's on the floor. It's not attended. You know, that just shows, shows a, the owner doesn't overly care. You know, it could be, Hey, they're just not there in that fifty minute minute window, but for the most part, you know, see it once. eh, Okay. See it twice. mm, See it three times. No, you got a problem. So housekeeping and then lighting. I, I cannot emphasize enough how important lighting is. Lighting does a whole lot of things. So if you walk into a bright light laundromat, generally people, unless they're vampires, you know, like bright things, so it's you know they can see where they're going. They can see, they can read the sign on the washer. They can, uh, you know, they can do their you know do their crossword puzzle or whatever whatever they're going to do. They like they like well lighted areas, and it also well lighted areas are typically safer areas. So if you have you know dark corners or dark areas outside your laundromat, those are places where you know bad people can hide or you know you know perceived to be hide- hidden or stuff like that. But it also, well-lighted laundromat, also also you can see things that are on the floor, like a, a dryer sheet or a puddle of water or, uh, you know, something you can slip, trip, and fall on, those things. So housekeeping lighting, housekeeping lighting, housekeeping lighting, you know, trying to do the six times, you know, to, to so you get it. Appropriate signage is good. You know, uh, one thing I will say, I, I know I will have some disagreement out there, but the signs you have out there of don't do this, no don't you know that you i know as a laundromat you're tempted you know i've had some shenanigans go on in mine and you're tempted to just you know proverbially beat the living words on somebody but uh, you know trying to keep it positive try to keep it you know i have an attendant that uh, we have a kid's corner and uh, you know as kids do they mess the place up well instead of saying don't let your kids you know leave a mess say Hey, please clean up after yourself so you know you can enjoy this, and the next kids can enjoy it. So try to try to always make it positive, you know, uh, you know things like that. You know, if the toilet paper is gone in the bathroom, please report it to the attendant. It's not, you know, don't use the last toilet paper. It, you know, I'm being a little facetious, but be positive. But when it comes to safety, certainly the same things. Always, 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 always have emergency numbers up clearly visible, typically by a phone or. know right as you walk in in case in case something happens that gives people an immediate connection that hey i can get a hold of somebody you know to fix something if it's if it's urgent or you know if i get hurt something like that you know happy customers obviously say for laundromat i would say also if you do if you use chemicals which are used in laundromats obviously detergent soaps things like that bleaches have those have some signage around for that you know have a you know, for your employees, the safety data sheet station can be a three-ring binder, typically yellow or red. You know, from a safety standpoint, have that visible. You know, so they can look up. Um, and not that most of them are going to do this, but look up the hazards of a chemical. But if somebody, you know, the reason for that OSHA standard is if somebody does get exposed, somebody somebody gets bleach in their eye, and it's it's bad enough where they either didn't wash it out because you don't have an eye wash, or they just washed it out a little bit and it's still burning. In order for the hospital or the clinic to treat a chemical injury, they have to have a safety data sheet. They have to know what they're dealing with. They can can get themselves in a lot of trouble if they say, oh, I'll just wash it out with water, and maybe it's something that shouldn't be washed out with water. It should be flushed with something else. So that's why they need those safety data sheets, and you need to know where they are. So I'm sorry, going back to your question typical laundromats what was the the question again bob yeah it was
1: just what areas should owners be concerned with what should they be looking for what should they be looking at as they try to uh to safeguard their stores
0: yeah and, and again kind of going back to i think it was question two with um you know anything that's exposed and moving just you know i'm i'm consistently amazed when i was in when i'm in the food industry and going into a manufacturing plant going somebody's not going to reach in there that's a moving part and you know to grab a piece of food or dough or whatever they're not going to reach in oh they do they do so you know if you've got some equipment that you're working on or your maintenance guy is working on and they leave the face open on a dryer or a washer and they decide to go to lunch no you know mark it off cover it back up you know make sure make sure moving parts are guarded so little kids or you know curious or, uh, and I won't use any other words, people, you know, won't reach into those things, you know, electrical boxes, make sure your electrical breaker box is locked. You know, that's never, never a good thing to have open just from a kind of evangelism and continuity of business too. So, so it was a little bit, a little bit kind of yeah. roundabout. No, that's
1: good stuff. That That's really good. Good advice. I mean, of course, uh, despite the best of intentions, accidents do happen. What what are the critical steps owners need to take if an incident occurs, let's say a customer or an employee uh, gets injured? I mean, what, what next?
0: Yeah. So first of all, and I may, I may shock you on this one, but I'm going to say it anyway. So get, get your head in the mind space, in the mind space that all accidents are preventable, whether you believe it or not, all accidents are preventable. You know, they'll go, oh my God, well, I can't do that. Cause that's just going to cost way too much money or, oh yeah, oh my God, there's just, no way! I can prevent everybody from you know not slipping on the ice out front or injuring their finger or whatever. All accidents are preventable. I can you know be happy to email you and spend a few minutes on that if you want, but but we won't. Just get in that mind space. Right. right. Even if you don't believe it, if you get in that mind space, you will think better on prevention, and that's the whole point of this podcast. That's the whole point of running this business of looking at things in a, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Wayne Gretzky quote, you know, a good, you know, a great hockey player doesn't play where the puck is. He plays where the puck is going to be. That's what you do with your laundromat. You want to play where the where the unsafe hazard or behavior is going to be. That's the first thing. So, but if you do have an injury, always, always remember the word care. Okay. I'm going to make it really simple for you One word care, always throw Everything at it, shotgun approach. It don't just kind of surgically go. Well, I don't, I'm not sure who that employee is, or if they really got injured. Or first and foremost, that first few minutes is critical. Make sure your attendants, your employees know this. They practice and preach it. You can even, you know, have a make a fun game out of it and have a have a drill. You know, somebody somebody go, goes down. You know, fall. What are we going to do? Just show them care. Just go over there. Somebody, somebody slips and falls in your laundromat, Go over there, say are you all right? Can we get you anything? Can I call somebody? Do you want us to call an ambulance? Do you want us to get you, you know, just shower them with, with uh, attention. I can tell you stories in, in manufacturing where a supervisor or manager or whatever automatically puts on the hat that, ah, oh, they're just faking it. You know, heck with it. They're just, you know, they're out, out for a buck or, you know, they're just trying to get out of their work or get a break early. Don't do that. Period. Don't do that. It's afterwards you can question, Was it legitimate or not? Were they, was there some bad intention? Was there, you know, did we overdo it? Just do that first. So, but I think some basic things you can have are, you know, number one, have a first aid kit. So if somebody has a, you know, there's a, there's, there's some data, some science out there. There's actually some pretty well written papers on, you know, serious injury. If you have a serious injury, there's probably going to be about 300 to 400 not so serious near misses up to that point where, you know, somebody gets a, Finger chopped off in the, in the back of a, you know, on a dryer wheel in the back of your, you know, dryer bank. There's probably a whole lot of incidents that happened back there that somebody nudged up against it, but didn't quite get it, you know, get get hurt or somebody bumped against it and got a little, you know, a little owie. Those are the kind of things you want to know about. You know, you want to, again, talking to customers, talking to employees, get to know them, get to say, hey, you know, anything, you know, I when I walk into my laundromat, unless I'm Really in a bad mood, which is not very often. I'll say, "Hey, how are things going? Everything work okay? You doing all right?" You know, it seems very casual, very you know, non-committal. But there's a reason for that. You know, I have some people who say, "Yep, good." Then other ones, you know, you can't shut them up. But you know, we'll say, "Hey, you know, since you broke the ice, I just want to tell you somebody spilled something over in the corner over there, and you know, I you know wasn't, didn't know really where." was to clean it up but I, I got it and actually that's another thing too I brought this up on our last uh, webinar I know this is a podcast but uh, one thing to do is um, make sure you have a broom and a dustpan on a hook in your laundromat you know when we first did that practice we, we had probably owned our laundromat for three years before we went Hey, we should put that up there because customers are saying hey if you put a broom out we'll sweep up for you I'm like really? I'm like, yeah we got you know an hour and a half here we're bored you know or we care about the laundromat. Put it up there. And, you know, the biggest risk is, oh, my God, I lost that eight bucks because somebody stole the broom. What to do, right? I think I, I bought two brooms in ten years or in, you know, seven years One of them because I broke it. You know, don't ask me how. You know, it's good to have that up. So people can. You see a little spill. They did something. They just sweep it up. Take care of it. If you don't have that there, they're probably not going to sweep it up because they can't. So I have that stuff available. You know, again, when an injury happens, um, just show the employee you care. You don't have to be stayed trained or anything like that. Um, you know, it's great if you are. One thing I would I would I would say recommend or offer up is if you have um, you know, it doesn't even need to be a big laundromat, but having an AED on site is a good idea. The the price has come way down. You can actually lease them from companies like Aramark and Centos. and I'm sure there's other ones out there that they'll take care of them. They're they're under a thousand bucks a year to do it, um, and you can buy them for I think hundred bucks. Speaking from a, from personal experience of a person who's had a heart attack, you know, all you need to do is save one one life, and you've exponentially paid for it. And to have have that up on a wall also shows your customers, well, your employees, you care, and this is a safe place to be. You know, it's just one more reassurance of this is why you come into my laundromat. You know, I don't know if you want to put it on your sales brochure or what, but it's, uh, you know, when you do it, your pictures on your social media, put it there. You can you can kind of, you know, you can make you can make some good fun out of that. So, yeah, I think I think that answered your question, Bob, hopefully. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. It was, that was great, uh, great information and uh, some really good tips there. What are some common mistakes, safety mistakes, maybe overlooked safety measures? That you run across because again you're in laundries all the time. You're in uh, baking plants, you know, in and out of those places. So, what what are some mistakes or maybe just things that get overlooked?
0: Well, Laundromats are typically smaller than the manufacturing plants I'm in, but it, you know the same, the same things the same things apply. The same human behaviors happen in no particular order. I would say a few things. So, you know, again, I'm going to harp on housekeeping and lighting. Housekeeping and lighting are absolutely will absolutely pay for themselves you know if you haven't upgraded your lighting in 10 15 years you have fluorescent bulbs you have you know a third of them that are out upgrade them you'll you'll save it on energy savings and your customers will be happy so first and more foremost that's like that's like giving you all you know a holiday gift right there upgrade your lighting housekeeping is just a do not pass code do not collect 200 dollars make sure your laundromat's clean takes out the hazard of things on the floor for people to slip and trip on, you know, if you've got, you know, you got a, you got a equipment or you've got, I've, I've seen pallets and box and low boxes in laundromats and it's just randomly there. I don't know why. Just make sure your walkways are clear. Things are, you know, things are clean. Be aware of things like, you know, if, if you do have attendants that do wash, dry, fold business, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have heard the, the, I don't want to call it a cliche because it's real, but aging workforce, aging workforce, and repetitive motion go hand in hand. You know, I have an attendant who's who's a senior citizen. I would trade her for the world. She's fantastic. She can run circles around me, but you know, she has pretty regular aches and pains. And if she does a lot of wash, dry, fold, especially you know small items, she says, Matt, my my wrists to get you know get kind of crampy and kind of kind of tired." So I tell her, you know, I said, you know, take take breaks. You know, the the easy, free things you can do. Take breaks. Do a little stretching. You know, you can have some ice packs in the refrigerator, or a little freezer that you have, things like that. You know, don't overdo it. It can. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a sprint. It's a more of a marathon kind of thing. And that is actually, you know, I haven't really talked about workers' compensation and compensability, but if you do have injuries with Employees, the typical, typical injury and food manufacturing will cost about $14,000. You know, there's a lot of them that are a hundred bucks, but there's a few that, you know, six figures, you know, an injury and that's direct cost. So, you know, whether you've got good insurance or not, you're, it's going to come out of your pocket somehow. So you want to avoid those injuries, not only from a standpoint of, you know, keeping employees because. God forbid, we've all seen it now. This this labor crisis we have is is crazy. Never seen it before in my life. That finding good is 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 gold. So you want to keep your employees, you want to keep them safe, you want to keep them happy. Putting up emergency numbers or or call it emergency numbers, call it contact numbers. If you know somebody wants to, um, well, somebody has has a suggestion or a a complaint, somebody to call. If you do social media, which probably. 60% 60% of my laundromats that I service do some social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google, that kind of thing. I know there's, you know, there's certainly opportunity for people to complain or compliment, you know, the likes and things like that. So having things like contact numbers are a means to, to vet, you know, what they see as good or bad is healthy and treat, you know, treat every complaint seriously or complaint or suggestion seriously. And, uh, you know, try, try to respond, you know, whether they're a, a curmudgeon or whether they're your happiest, you know, happiest customers, you know, make sure you respond to those things that if it falls into the abyss, then again, going back to that care value shows you don't care, but it's pretty easy to expect a couple sentences and just to make sure that they're hearing, not they're acknowledged. And, and I, I'm not going to apologize, but I'm going to recognize it that, that I, I keep bringing up this care thing and this, you know, it seems like unicorns and rainbows, but. Well, think think about think about it as a business owner, or as a as a customer. You walk into a store. Are you Are going to walk into you walk into a store that feels cold and sterile and impersonal? You know, are you going to you know keep going to that? Well, you might, but it may not be your favorite. But if you go someplace where you know, kind of like Cheers, everybody knows your name and you feel comfortable with it, you're going to go back. You know, even if your prices aren't the cheapest in town, you're going to go back because you feel safe, you feel feel welcome, feel like you know where things are, and uh, it's a good place to be. So.
1: Right right it it absolutely uh changes uh, uh you know everyone's whole vibe and uh, their feeling about the business and like you say they kind of take ownership of it and maybe they'll sweep up for themselves and, and things like that so ab- absolutely i would i would agree that that would go a very long way
0: yeah and it's and it's it's contagious you know i've had uh it's kind of yeah. funny i have had a little bit of vandalism on some on some uh game machines I've had, but for the most part, for every vandalism event, i probably had 10 good events. Like I had, I haven't attended that. We have a, a, a cup, you know, it's more like a bowl of quarters for, you know, this is before I put it in my swipe card system, but we still have it. Anyway, we left this, this bucket of, you know, bucket of quarters out on top of washing machine, probably 50 bucks worth of quarters. Well, we get this, this customer that calls and says, Hey, Matt, somebody left all these quarters here. What do we do with them? I'm like, oh, oh, well, hey, thanks. You know, we don't where to put them. You know, usually that'd be no phone call. You know, you're out 50 bucks because, you know, that employee felt like, hey, this is, you know, um, this is my hometown laundromat. I'm familiar with the people there. I know them. Um, they felt inclined to call. Now I know there's probably quite a few of you laughing going, oh, that, that'd be gone in two seconds. In my laundromat. Well, think about that. You know, kind of like going back to every accident is preventable. See if you can do something about it, you know, raise, raise your, up your, up your game a little bit on, uh, you know, employee customer engagement there. So pays dividends. I guarantee it.
1: Yeah, no, great anecdote. Absolutely. That absolutely applies. What's the safety program like at the wash basket? Uh, you've shared a, a ton of advice and tips, but do you have any, uh, any additional uh, maybe safety hacks from the safety pro? That you guys follow?
0: Yeah, and, you know, kind of like voting in Chicago early and often. Right? So, uh you know, communication. So, we try to, um you know, again, with our, with our, certainly our employees, just have regular communication. Obviously, we're, you know, they, they feel very comfortable texting me, calling me, you know, anything like that. I, you know, I make it a, I make it a good place for them to work. You know, hours are somewhat flexible. Obviously, we know when our customers come in and, kind of dictated by that you know my attendants can also occasionally she can bring her her grandchildren and you know you know give them their little plastic toolkit they like to do maintenance on our stuff for you know we have the kids corner things like that again the more welcoming your laundromat the safer it's going to be lint filters lint filters lint filters lint filters if you ask my attendant what is matt always harp on me lint filters i know that that is my biggest hazard from a fire standpoint i don't i don't do you know a the chemicals I use are, are the one gallon jugs or one and a half gallon jugs are not big ones, but we do have safety data sheets on them. And I have, I have talked to my attendants. I have uh, full time as well as some part times and they're well aware of what they need to do. If they, you know, if it's mainly bleach. You know, we don't use the strong caustics like some of the commercial like you know, hotels and hospitals and stuff like that. But uh, bleach is a caustic. It's a, uh, high pH, which is actually worse than an acid because it it stays on your skin. And I'm getting a little crazy here, but defat your skin and it's harder to wash off than acid is a lot, use a lot of water on it. And uh, you know, the chlorine can really burn too. So don't ever mix chemicals, mix the laundry chemicals, you know, softener and detergent are fine. But other than that, don't get crazy. What else from a safety standpoint, you know, I I just think, Clear visibility. Uh, you know, don't don't assume everybody can read. I know that seems kind of kind of scary, but you know, we've got uh, English as a second language for quite a few folks that come in, especially seasonally to ours. And we have very colorful pictogram signs where the fire extinguisher is, or you know, the bathroom is, and we have the you know, the big the big signs if we're bopping up a floor, we always use the yellow. You know the yellow sign, the floor sign. Um, so it's you know it's very visible that that's a slippery area. So yeah, I think I think that's it. it this doesn't need to be hard. I know we're 44 minutes into this right now, and I've talked a lo- talked about a lot of stuff. Don't let it overwhelm you. You know, do the next right thing. I guess is kind of kind of it. If you have questions, I, I will give you my email. I think Bob will probably post this. It's it's M J G A B. R I S at outlook.com. Happy to email me. I can answer, you know, answer some questions fairly quickly. Usually if you do want uh, a virtual audit or assessment of your laundromat, I will offer it up. I can, you know, for a hundred bucks, I can, I'll give you an hour and you can take me around your laundromat virtually. You know, if a hundred bucks is a problem, we can, we can work something out, but uh I'm happy to do it. It's uh, you're you're probably further along than you think you are. You know, some of the things I said was just keeping employees happy, signage, uh, fires being uh, you know fires being a uh, an issue. One thing I haven't mentioned yet though is uh, is workplace violence. We have I have actually trained my employees. You know we used to they used to handle a fair amount of cash. They still do a little bit, and in some venues that's that's dangerous when you handle cash because it's a it's a target on your head i tell all my employees if you're ever robbed whether it's gunpoint knife point or just somebody says give me all your money give it to them i said give it to them that's replaceable i don't i don't care about it you know between insurance and security cameras and and just the flat out i don't care as long as you are safe it goes a long way so don't ever don't ever you know what's the what's the saying lean over dollars to pick up dimes when you think you're gonna you know tell your employees fight them or you know here's the here's the panic button no just give it up be right you know there's bigger problems out there that is not one that we should you right. know, fuel, fuel the fire with you know employee and customer violence employee violence that's another thing too we have run into you know it's it's usually spouses or you know People who have a relationship, they get they get into arguments in our laundromat. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, for the most part, keep backed away. You know, we're certainly not um, social workers or anything like that. But if it gets violent, I said, don't be hesitant to call nine one one. Don't try to don't try to interject and be a counselor. Mm-hmm. Call nine one one. Call the professionals. Get them in there. Don't be hesitant. You know, and if there's a and if there's a fire, know this: that a fire extinguisher is designed to put out a fire trash can size or smaller if the whole dryer panel's on fire get the hell out of the building and call nine don't right don't be a hero that's what we right. have insurance. that's what we have insurance for right that's why we clean our, our lip filters so uh you know don't be don't be heroes on that
1: Hey, that's all great, uh, you know, common sense advice, even, uh, you know, the violence in the workplace, uh, that all falls along the line of, of safety and staying safe and keeping your staff safe, customers safe and caring about, uh, you know, your community. So that's all all great advice. Hey, last one for you, Matt, and uh, I appreciate you taking time today to be on the podcast. But what's, what's the key takeaway that you'd like all laundromat owners who are listening to this to remember from this podcast? What's the one takeaway?
0: Every accident's
1: preventable. Perfect. All right. Let's let's leave it right there. And Matt, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and I've learned a lot. So thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on our podcast today. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at PlanetLaundry.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube.